already live, man. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. Well, this is episode four of the Blast from the Past cast. I'm Rob. I'm Randall. We've got a great topic for you guys tonight. All right. You guys ready for it? It is Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. got a format tonight uh we we each got three topics here for you guys and who wants to go first yeah I'll, i think i'll take this one Bob, all right from go ahead here so yeah Randall, just topic one i mean i mean such an iconic series and and overall just uh i mean in the early 90s nothing was as big as teenage mutant ninja turtles man it, it was at like the pinnacle oh my god like you know in its yeah, prime the series was white hot I would say, <laughs> for me at least, kindergarten to third grade, that's about 89 to about 93. Yep, yep. Yeah. And well, well, what was your topic, though? Oh, I just want to introduce the show a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, we can oh, get into the topic, but yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, oh, yeah, just how full-blown a craze it was. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I found out about it. I'll tell you the story of how I found out about the line. Yeah, The dude. toy line. Yeah, let's talk about the toys, yeah. I guess. Just I was out on there. a boat as as a kid. I think my parents had some friends that like belonged to a yacht club. Really? So <laughs> oh. we would occasionally go out on like Long Lake out here. Mm. Mm. And uh Yeah. So on the boat, like a kid like my age had a Ninja Turtle on there and I was mesmerized. Like you literally have one of the toys. <laughs> Do you remember which one it was? I like... forget exactly which turtle it was mm -hmm. if i mean i'd be throwing a shot in the dark but i'm i'm gonna guess michelangelo because he was my favorite oh who, who i got your you. favorite by the Raphael. way oh, Raphael. i had a big thing when i was Fruit a kid rude. Yeah. when i was a kid my big thing was like i loved everything that started <clears throat> with the the letter r because my name's randall oh okay like color red Raphael was a natural favorite for me sure obviously. everybody has their turtle I, I just like Michelangelo's personality myself, though. Yeah, no, my best friend growing up was a guy named Daniel, and he loved Donatello, man. So we were always playing, playing those two. Okay, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about the toy line, man. I mean, cool topic. Yeah, it, right? right off the bat. Stay on it. I mean, if you go back and you look right now. Um, or go to like a flea market or something like you can suddenly see like some freaking uh, uh, TNMT toys scattered about. I mean, I saw Inbox Technodrome uh, up in uh, Wisconsin when I went to a huge flea market there. Oh, when was this? But, I mean, this was like I'd say like six months ago, man. Oh, really? What I were mean, they asking for? Was it Nib or Sib? I think it was like. That's that's this. It wasn't new in box. It was like complete in box with like the box beat up, you know. But Still, assumingly cool box, that yeah. it was a full box. Um, I think I think he was asking like four hundred four hundred dollars for it. Do you think that's reasonable? I mean, his other stuff was like way outrageous in my opinion, dude. To be honest, it. It's a cursory eBay search away for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I hear you. 
I actually did see a, a Turtles figure myself at the Palatine one, and I kind of regret not buying it. There's really? actually a new in-box full android Krang. Wow, like really? Like the big body one, like taller than New like in-box was a clean box, It too? looked pretty nice, pretty and I think nice. they wanted like 350 or 4 for it, and I was head hemming and hawing about it, so... <sighs> And I think it goes for a lot more than that. Don't quote me on this, but I'm I'm just gonna throw a number out there. I'm just an estimate. I'm gonna put it at fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. Yeah, yeah, the way the market is these days. I mean, you yeah, see, like, absolutely. Anything collectible. On that shot note, out the rage. The know? pandemic just spiked everything. Everything. Like, when that hit, everybody just had, like. It seemed like all at once, worldwide, everybody just had like a massive hit of nostalgia. Right. Right. For like right. everything. <laughs> what do you say like cards toys collectibles coins what whatever i mean you whatever. name it dude everything yeah. dude everybody's sitting up. at their ass and you know everybody's sitting at their on their ass uh during the it's, it's the kind pandemic. of a beautiful thing because a lot of this stuff well outperforms like the index funds and whatnot it does it's like insane like thousands of percentiles if, if you were going yeah. in full like trying to make money you know and just invest yeah. you could have made out very well through that Ooh, you know yeah yes all day i made some money now when you you said in palatine is that the the good old it's wolf, no longer in... wolf's flea market oh yeah i think it's still around it, they just have it at no, all state they only now. have the all state one now but the, back in the day they did have the palatine one we'd often go there after a night of playing rock band at oliver's Really? The next oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it a couple times with you, man. It was fun. It was a fun yeah, time. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was cheap great. thrills. It was a dollar to get in. Right. It was a massive old right. Menards building, so a lot of vendors. <laughs> oh, that's what that was? Oh, it makes sense. Got a ton of finds there. Absolutely. Dude, they great. had a lot of good stuff back in the heyday, man. Like, it was a... It was a it was a good time. A you could you could get some like legit steals. I got Sports Illustrated Wall Ball and a box of Atari games for like thirty dollars, <laughs> and I sold that one alone. It had, it was a uh, boxed too. It had carton box. I got like one thirty for it. Wow, man, it's probably worth great. more now. But it was a nice quick flip though. Wasn't that the one where we had that crazy baseball story too, man, with the baseball cards? Was that at Wolf's or was different that a different one? That was actually McHenry, which is no longer there either, unfortunately. But I love that one. Remember, you want to tell the story, Randall? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so obviously, Bob, if you don't know, I mean, <clears throat> obviously the listeners don't know, but he's an avid card collector. And one of the vendors there uh, just had, you know, packs and packs of unopened, um, you know, kind of like booster boxes of magic about the same size, just 36 pack standard well it wasn't magic of... and no no it wasn't magic but I like it was, but... <laughs> the box type of these baseball cards yeah it was baseball cards for everybody sealed wax it was i actually got a 92 hoops box there for five dollars for five dollars right right yeah. right and i pulled a shack hoops magic all rookies and it got a psa 10 so that's worth like four fifty. <laughs> it was a sick box. I think I pulled like three, uh, 
three Shaq base rookies in there too. <laughs> Jeez, man, like, that's for great. five dollars. Out of that McHenry it. pickup, is that what you're saying? Yes, I, I, there was a lot of finds that McHenry one. People I remember like, like when when didn't... me and you went, like we went to the vendor and he wasn't there, so this like lady was just being a proxy for him essentially. Oh, he, and, the, yes, I remember. And the lady like he was there and he was on the phone with her. Right, like you were trying to work out the deal, like you were trying to bundle like five boxes for like dirt cheap dude and it, haggle with the guy five bucks a box <laughs> is that what you got it for something like that i, I think it was no more than like i remember thirty dollars i remember standing there just listening to you haggle with the man like literally you're just like oh would you do that he's like yeah okay you just went for it <laughs> you had like six packs for like 35 boxes. bucks wax boxes. right right it was a good time because uh we we sat around the table and we opened some of them too like Dude, best feeling one of the best feelings in the world is cracking packs man never know what you're gonna get in there oh my god you know? randall yes unbelievable all right, so we went off on a big tangent there, but I, I wanted to go back to the toy line for a second if I could. Yeah, yeah, let's do All it. Right. Let's do it. Because the toy line is just massive. It went on for a long time. I would recommend the series, The Toys That Made Us, on Netflix. There's a great episode on it that kind of covers, <laughs> because if you grew up in the 80s and early 90s, so you probably into the Turtles. You being a big collectibles kind of guru almost. Mm-hmm. Um, original set, all complete in box, brand new, like new in box. Mm-hmm. What do you think that would go for in just today's market? Yeah, just, just the original four. Four turtles? Yeah. Well, there are the rarer fan club flyer ones that I believe sell. I'm just going to put a ballpark on this. It might be more, might be a little less. <laughs> Say five six hundred a piece for the fan club ones, <laughs> okay. And for like the regular base ones, you'd see in your those because those were like the first prints. But I think here, yeah, for yeah. the audience too, if anybody that know, but grading is a big part of it too. Like grading that's is half, a huge. That's probably part like ninety percent of the ba- the va- the battle mm-hmm. for for a value of something. Yeah, the cleaner the better for sure. It's just like anything though, condition is key. All right, so let yeah. let me frame it this way then for like. Four of the original Gem Mint 10 new in box. Oh, so Gem Mint 10s. Yeah, okay. Gem Mint 10s. I was going raws. No, no, before, let's yeah. do Gem Mint 10s. I would say if they were like 10s, I'm thinking that's like eight to $10,000. If we're talking like the, <laughs> like fan, for, the fan club For ones all of too, them combined? The four set? Yeah, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say about 10K. Gotcha. So like 2500 like a pop. Pristine, yep. unpunched, off the factory <laughs> line. Like... Can you imagine, Randall? Like not, I, not even like like they have the hang tag like cutouts, right? Those would be worthy of right? uh, framing and putting on your wall. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude. Or put on like a glass case. I would almost you know? say yeah, pro- <laughs> absolutely. All right, shall I, we get I, to the second top? I had one more. Th- I know oh, I had a couple thing. more oh, things okay, on the right, toy. I know this it. is actually technically your pick, but I mean we're we're just rolling <laughs> yeah. on this we one. We are, man. we are. I actually. <laughs> got a great one though for this randall okay all right you'll divulge me here yep all right i own the holy grail of all the turtles toys which is scratch the cat scratch the cat yeah is it graded this is a graded afa 80 which is near mint condition okay perfect which is pretty good i think there's only like maybe four or five in that condition maybe like a few higher than that Mm -hmm. it's unpunched 
unpunched, yeah, yeah, dude. Never, never, even never on, on the shelf. So oh, that's that, that, that's sick. You have a little the little punch piece, which you don't often see. Right. And the only real flaw, there's like a slight crease in in the uh, cardboard backer release. The right. Only thing. So, but that's a long term hold for me. That's gone up. I I paid twelve hundred for it in two thousand sixteen, because that was like something that was kind of I saw as a long term hold as an investment yeah and dude i, I, I think, think it's, you made it's, out it's, well it's a man, pretty right? cherished item too i i have a couple more things though the well, toy, before I, move I don't, on, I, what, what do you think it's worth now i mean in an afa 80 grade i'm going to say at least 10 grand and i think that's on the conservative side i think it's more than that wow yeah wow that's awesome i think it's a long-term hold though if you're investing in Turtles toys, you can't go wrong with Scratch. Or the second one is Hotspot, which is a firefighting Dalmatian. <laughs> Scratch was the bad guy, and Hotspot was the good guy. They usually did like one oh, of each I kind gotcha. of thing. It was weird time, like experimental time, late later towards the end of the original run of the toys. So not many of these even probably got made, let alone bought. They were pretty unpopular by then so that's why they're so rare really right right yeah. right right there were i mean toys vehicles play sets i remember going to venture which was a department store over in mundelein which i loved going to it was so fun going on the road then just driving down there i felt like yeah it's like it's the anticipation as a kid even like in the car like you know you're gonna go to the toy store and like see the toy section and pick a couple things out maybe. i mean even back in the day when toys r us was a thing man oh, i mean toys r us toys r us actually, was something else it's like what do i have on my notes here i have toys r us aisle on absolutely there. Yeah, man like, it was a, oh man that was like well just think about it all right like yeah. it's literally like a walmart of just freaking toys like from wall to wall it's you, you don't even see that in this day and age honestly a you specialty know, it, store like that is rare it's the, all kind of a big box thing now it was amazing i loved going there the I love video that. game section man was video game section here the to- right. the action figure aisles just aisles oh, of aisles it was like endless too. toys i mean right. that was like paradise as a kid when you got to do it I think any kid growing up back then would agree. And they had sick yeah. toys there. Let you me rem- tell you, Rob, like they had like, like you couldn't get it anywhere else. You know, you don't go to the Walmart and they wouldn't have that. But they had like all the rare ones and all the cool stuff, man. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, if you were savvy, there were actually discount bins and you could probably have cleaned up. I didn't really, I wasn't too into it. I was kind of just looking out for what I was into at the time, but I, I've heard stories where people have made like thousands of dollars just buying out of the bargain bins and markdown stuff over the years. Absolutely. Yeah, man. it's kind of crazy oh, to you think about. Could have made out like crazy there on that. Going back to venture, though, I wanted to say I was checking out with my mom. I think she got me an action figure or something at the time. And uh, this kid behind me, I think, was like, I was in second grade at the time. He, he, I believe, said he was in first, so he was a year younger than me. He, This kid mentioned that not only did he have the sewer playset, this, this motherfucker also had the fucking Technodrome. Really? He had both, dude. 
like the top tier rare like items. Like the awesome, like the things you coveted, like those play sets were just amazing. I had a friend. How much that, did they go for? You think new back in the day, like seventy nine ninety nine for the set? Oh yeah, it was no joke, and money was worth a lot more back then. Oh yeah, so that wasn't that wasn't fucking around, Randall. But I I, I set, always right? wanted those play sets. I think the the most top of the line toy I ever got was probably the Dino Riders T Rex. Oh dude, the, the big big items for that line, which was a really cool line, by the way. Was the Brontosaurus, that was the good guys. Mm-hmm. And the Rulons, which were the bad guys, they had the T Rex. That was oh, those I gotcha. were their big their big bads, you know, for their the big dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that retailed for fifty dollars back then, which wasn't chump change. No, no, dude. Asking your mom to drop fifty for a single toy was out of the question for me. <laughs> get get this too. My mom found it in the basement too. Like yesterday she gave it to me. It wasn't what? complete, but it it had the dinosaur. She had to gorilla glue the back tail back on. Oh. Because I guess it snapped off, but the piece was still there, which is kind of cool. And it wasn't complete, but it had that thing came with so many parts and pieces and bad guys too. And I remember, I think my uncle and my dad were putting it together because I got it for Christmas back in the day from my grandparents at the time. Like I think this was like maybe kindergarten era. This might have been like like the one of the first toy lines I got into. Really, oh, even okay. like, maybe even been pre turtles. Dude, didn't yeah. they have a show for it too? They wasn't, did have a show. It yeah, was a show. Like everything. Had everything a show had a show then. just to promote the toy line. Dude. Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, video games or video games, or whatever the Mario had. Whatever a show, they're trying to sell you know? for it. Yeah. Oh yeah, Mario. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all I wanted to say, though. I was jealous of that kid, but I, I wanted to play with him. i think i had a friend though that had uh, one of the two he might have had both i don't know but we played turtles all the time um but i have another uh, story about that later we're gonna go to our next topic though i think we covered the toys pretty well there so we'll go to topic two now yeah for sure all right for sure so topic two well to preface this first we each pitched we each picked an episode of ninja turtles to watch from the original 87 series and I picked one, Randall picked one. I picked uh we'll, we'll get into that in a second, but I wanted to first talk about the theme song. Okay, let's yeah, do it, the man. Song. Let's do it. The theme song iconic. I mean it tells you base the basic plot, the basic story, it introduces the characters, the main villain in an entertaining fashion. It's really fluid. I just really like the theme song. Yeah, not only yeah. that, I mean the animation style of the show I can't even begin to explain was it's just very pleasing on the eyes, I'll say. It is well done <clears throat> for sure. You know what I mean? I like that. I like that. It too. has kind of this this nice warm velvet feel when you watch it. So, <laughs> it's pretty sweet. I love that. It's shit, pretty man. sweet. <laughs> we just watched this too. I wanted to give this a quick shout out because we we thought it was hilarious. Uh, in reference to the theme song, there was a uh, Maddox video, the great, uh, greatest episode in the universe or something i'm sorry i think it's called something like that <laughs> episode one though where he does a mashup of this kid who like drops a dish or something yeah. <laughs> and uh they mash it up with like splinter 
<laughs> no, let so, me explain it a little better yeah, than that. Go man. ahead. Like, sure. It's the kid singing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle yeah. song. He's way off key, you know, not very good. And he ends up like in the excitement brushing his hand up against like a thing on the wall that like, like a knocks or a dish down. or something and then like the dad the, the, comes the, in the, the like, dad comes in and he's like speaking like the indian language foreign language <laughs> <laughs> this guy Man, maddox is a genius because he syncs this up to the theme song, song as it's playing in the background to the like kids off key singing <laughs> right <laughs> and then they cut in like clips of the show and like they include like the the vase drop and the <laughs> splinter as the, the dad, dad. and oh the dad speaking the foreign language yeah Man, absolutely it was, yeah it was com- comedic genius i gotta give him credit that was pretty good. yeah but uh going forward here we each picked an episode i picked um <clears throat> excuse me i picked the foot soldiers are revolting which was season four episode 38 and that was aired december of I think december 1st yeah sorry it just says december 19 i believe it was december 1st though 1990 randall gotcha, gotcha. all right i'm gonna preface this for you a little bit and give you some subplot if you want to jump in any time let me know so i'm going to give you a little all preface right. here though so for the audience so shredder and krang get too fed up by bebop and rocksteady's constant boobery and incompetence <laughs> boobery and incompetence all dude, right. they are just straight buffoons, dude. Like, dude, no joke. When they're uh, they're fighting the turtles, they, they're the turtles are watching this back on TV. They trick these these guys into like bumping heads. <laughs> <laughs> I think Raphael makes a comment that if they had one brain cell between them, they'd be a force. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, going forward here, Shredder decides to create Alpha One. That's the kind of the big bad of this episode. Yeah, Probably... what what is Alpha One for the audience here? Oh, I'm gonna explain in oh, okay, great okay. detail. <laughs> don't 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 worry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So using Krang's experimental brainwave enhancer to increase the Foot Soldier's robotic intelligence. Uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, by the way, in the meantime are playing video games they uh they're they're using this brain enhancer at the same time so a power fluctuation surge is caused in the technodrome krang hits the power switch on the foot soldier who's loaded into the brain enhancer it gives him the intellect of four thousand sentient species (laughs) (laughs) this guy proclaims it gives me a headache just thinking down to their level. <laughs> or your level. <laughs> In his robot voice. If you can imagine yeah, that. Do that again. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it gives me a headache just thinking down to your level. He told that to Shredder and Krang. Yeah, this guy's a badass. So, yeah, going forward here, though, Alpha One calls Shredder Tinhead. Shredder feels insulted, so he, like, challenges him to a fight. And he's easily dispatched by this foot soldier. Gets his ass kicked. Yeah, he gets his ass handed to him, really. Shredder does take a pretty badass. uh, He tries a jump kick on him, but it's easily thwarted. So... 
Yeah, they try to they try to find him. They they try to get some foot soldiers to search for this guy. Uh, Alpha One eventually uh, does like a brainwave, like a brainwave thing. He takes over the Technodrome. He he takes over all the foot soldiers. Uh, before Shredder and Krang are banished, Shredder does try to barter with Alpha One. He offers him New Jersey. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Alpha One eventually does find uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, and he would have probably banished them too, but I think one of them lets on that they know of, of the whereabouts of a, a wave modulator where that might be located. I think it might have been in the sewer. Yeah, no, absolutely, because freaking, uh, what's his name, Bebop? Right, it's Rocksteady and Bebop. Oh, that's exactly right. It's Bebop. It's yeah, Bebop. Yeah, yeah. They, they're watching back on the, on the uh, playback. The turtles are in the sewer. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, and yep. uh, they see it fall into the sewer. Yep. <clears throat> so, as we move along here, Alpha secures this modulator while Shredder and Krang are bickering like an old married couple out in, out in outer space. They're on a spaceship. They're sailing through the cosmos. And a quick sidebar on that... If you Google a picture of Shredder proposing to Krang postcard, you'll see a great pic of the happy couple. Okay, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the displacement device is up and ready. Alpha One, he has a he has this uh, he has this ray, steadily banishing the city's populace to Dimension X. So he's actually one of the more successful villains on the show. He, He he. gets pretty far with what oh, he wanted yeah. to account. He wanted to take over earth and make it like just robots. I mean, for just like a one-off, you know, character. Yeah. It was just like know. wondering why they never made this guy a toy. Right. Right. And like non, a... non characters. Everything else. Yeah. They made up stuff just for toys that weren't even in the show. And this guy was, hopefully they were in the comic fucking books badass. at least though. You think though, right? I, mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, uh, I wasn't really too big into well, the was comics. Was Turtles originally a we'll comic get into that or in was a little it bit a show? Though? It was originally a comic. It was created. We'll get into this later too. Okay, so okay. we're skipping the lead a bit on this one, <laughs> but it was a created in 1984 by Eastman and Laird. Gotcha. I got more on no, that. I cool. uh, more on that later, by the way, audience. So okay, if you're okay. interested, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. We're going forward here with the episode though. Okay, so we talked about we talked about Credier and Shrang out in space. The displacement device is up. They got all these people from the city in the Technodrome. And then it happens. One of my favorite things you rarely see in these old cartoons. When the good guys team up with the bad guys, Randall, and oh. Oh, yeah, those are great moments, man. I, I love it. I love when that happens. That's like my trope. <laughs> Absolutely. So man, that happens great. here. Very good. Rocksteady with some quick wit. He thwarts some foot soldiers by pulling like a stairway. Oh, like, the, the handrail. The handrail. Thank it, you. Yeah. Rips it off the bars and creates a wave in it with that much force. Yeah, exactly. Is, he yep. ties up a couple of foot soldiers in it that are shooting down on because they're trying to get to the top of the building. Right. And they convince, yeah, the Bebop and Rocksteady, they convince the turtles to untie them and they work together. And I love, love it because <laughs> that's the only time you ever see it, I believe, in the whole series. 
something like that. And how long did the series go for? Wasn't it? It started in 87. The cartoon did, I believe the original incantation of it went through, believe it or not, 97. Wow. I think it went like 10 years. That's a pretty good run, man. Yeah. Absolutely. I didn't like the later one, the later episodes as much because eventually, spoiler alert, if you want to pause for two seconds and skip ahead. (laughs) Okay, we're back. So they eventually banish Shredder and Krang to Dimension X in the later series and a new villain takes over. It's Lord Drag. And honestly, those episodes are a drag. Oh really? Yeah, they're not oh, that man. great, Randall. No. You've watched them though. Did you have you seen the whole series? Like I haven't seen back? the whole series, but I saw five of them because I used to. I don't know what happened to it, but I used to have season one of the show, and they had the first five episodes, and I think they had the last five episodes for whatever reason. Oh, so really? I watched uh, the first five were just amazing, but the last five were kind of a slog to get through. Yeah, I didn't really care for them, honestly. <laughs> okay. I watched them, but... Not that great. No, not yeah. that great. I miss Shredder and Krang. Right, right. Yeah. So... I mean, honestly, though, they probably ran out of material after so long with one character, right? But... That's usually how it goes. I mean, it's one man's opinion. Maybe some guys like drag, but everybody <laughs> likes. I'm sure there's people that like, as as Jim Cornette says, some some people like to have their balls nailed to a step stool. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. So if we could get back to the uh, Shredder and Krang B plot here, Randall, yeah, if I may, for sure. All right. So one in a million chance they're flying through an electrical storm. Krang mentions, yeah, they have a one in a million chance of repowering their ship. But the other 999,999 times I think would burn them to a crisp. So obviously they get lucky and they <laughs> make it back to the Technodrome. They start sending the people, they, they start sending the people back through the Technodrome's portal back to Earth. In the confusion of Alpha One, you never take your eyes off a ninja. No, for no. sure. Donatello, sure. he is able to reverse the modulator while uh, Alpha One lets his guard down for a split second. Yep, That's Alpha One's downfall. He's done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Donnie beat him. Donatello, the brain man. of the group. Yeah. I mean, he was. I mean, he's the one who was always making all like the off the yep. devices. And he was stuff. probably the only one who could have foiled this guy who could probably match wits with the motherfucker. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Donatello, in conclusion here, is able to reverse the modulator, and he's banished Alpha One, who proclaims, It could send me anywhere. That's great. So we'll say an unknown dimension. The TMNT then banish Bebop and Rocksteady and the rest of the foot soldiers back to Dimension X. And that's pretty much the summary of that. Did you have anything to add on uh, that episode? No, it was just an overall good episode, That's a good, like, synopsis, I feel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we got some good banter in there. (laughs) Yeah, all right. I guess uh, we can move on to my episode. Yeah, topic three. The one I chose was Beyond the Donatello Nebula. 
this was kind of an interesting one. I mean, we I just liked it. Yeah, it. we just watched it. I don't really remember it too well, but I liked it. Yeah, the synopsis was a little bit out there from the other ones, but it basically kicked off with Donatello, um, you know, trying to find aliens and get responses out of outer space by basically broadcasting a signal and then listening for a response. And uh, <laughs> the other turtles, the other turtles basically gave him a hard time with Michelangelo basically pretending to call in. Oh, <laughs> and just, that was great! And just roasting Donatello. I couldn't believe they couldn't figure that out at first because it, <laughs> it was so obvious, obvious that it was a disguised, voice, like fake Michelangelo, like alien voice, like obviously him. <laughs> and then he just cracks and tells him in, in his voice, so he fools him. Yeah, so Donatello basically in his stupor decides to climb the channel, what is it, Channel 6? Channel I think. 6, yep. Channel 6 news tower, and uh, he starts communicating. He actually picks up... Uh, an uh an alien being and basically teleports him right to where he's at in the process of this he mentions einstein's theory of electronic thermozoids <laughs> which in my opinion i don't even think that's a real einstein theory i think that's just kind of some that's just ninja turtles that was speak. some ninja turtles you know the writers threw it in right yeah, but yeah absolutely so yep. he ends up as he's doing this, he actually ends up damaging the ship, and you find out later that it was tough to hear in the episode. I couldn't tell, but I thought the original character, who is this basically lizard alien guy in like a basically a butt, uh, Elchi, uh, right? Elchi, I think yeah, it was, his, was name. his name. But Donatello kept calling him Algie, is what it sounded like. <laughs> it sounded like they couldn't get it right one way or the other. They were like flip flopping back and forth between the two because they're pretty similar, to be honest. So it almost sounded like the voice actor was just fucking up the line or something, man. Like they they couldn't figure out how to how to uh, get it right. <clears throat> but yeah, the other thing, like the. The alien ship was basically this yellow school bus with some fucking wings like on the side <laughs> and like looked like the magic school bus. I thought bus. you were going to say the magic school bus. Absolutely. What else would you associate a cartoon with that included? I mean, well, for <laughs> the know? same time period, yeah. man. Both shows are pretty big, right? I only I really remember seeing the magic school bus when I like occasionally substituted t- taught back in the day. They they had them show show it once in a while. It was it awesome. was actually a pretty fun show. I think I saw it once in a while on PBS as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, I actually thought it was pretty fun because they they really like. I mean, it was like a decent show. Like most kids my age would remember it, and uh, it, it actually taught real life like information. You know, like and the kids going yeah, on these crazy. It was one adventures. of the more educational kid shows mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyways, getting back to the episode. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, let's see what happens. So basically, uh, Donatello and the lizard guy, well, let's back up here because kind of another subplot of the episode is this, (laughs) (laughs) this freaking, uh, I, I, I guess, uh, I don't know how to say it, but the kind of the, the, the main, um, antagonist in the subplot was this, uh, news organization. Hiram. (laughs) Hiram Hiram Grelch. Hiram Grouch decides to take over. I don't know. Was he? He was taking over all the other news stations, creating a monopoly, right? And he basically comes in with his two, two goons, and basically, 
glues down with a glue gun uh april and uh what's um what's his jerome is his name oh you're talking no, about no, vernon. vernon vernon and burn vernon. burn was the boss gotcha. vernon was the guy that always wore, wore the pink shirt and he honestly kind of reminded me of my ninth grade english teacher <laughs> really <laughs> what kind of type of person is that if you can just like the looks of him gotcha. like the... he looked like him yeah gotcha gotcha yeah, back in those Mr. days. Mr. Blazius, if you're out there, it was it was you. Mr. Blazius, it, yes, dude. What name. a name. Yeah, dude. it was a cool he was a good teacher. I give Blazius. you I give you a lot of credit. Your class was fun too. I was ninth grade English. Yeah. Did he wear a tie too? Cause like No, I mean he just kinda looked like him. I don't gotcha. know. Yeah. I didn't he didn't wear the pink shirt or anything like Vern did. I gotcha. I hear you. So that's kind of going on in the subplot. I mean, they, they really are the main antagonist of the show, actually. Yeah, you got those two buffoons, too, with those glue packs. <laughs> Remember those boobs? Straight bums, dude. Yeah, what? they were just like, yeah. <laughs> Donatello <laughs> and the uh, lizard man that, by the way, if I could say, this guy was like, if Alpha One was the overpowered villain character that they didn't make a toy for, then Elchi was the overpowered hero toy they didn't make a toy I mean, for. he had some pretty OP powers. Could shapeshift into anything. Almost I mean, chameleon-style shapeshift into, like, any anything he wanted. Which is pretty yeah. badass, but not only that, Randall, he could, like, shock people with electricity, too. Shock and somehow float, too, with just his general electricity coming. He had basically lightning bolts coming out of his hands, too. Yeah, thank God he was on OP'd. our side. like Super you know? OP'd. Totally. It was even funny, too, when he was talking to Donatello. They'd have a confusion of what they were talking about. He'd just shapeshift into the object. and be yeah. like, like this. Woo! <laughs> And like, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, how, so I, I mean, it, I'm trying to even, I mean, dang, man, we just watched it. How did it actually end? I can't even come up with it. Well, <laughs> eventually. They it's f- kind of confusing. I mean, it, was, it had a lot of I'll layers. try to explain it the best way I could. I didn't write down any notes on this, but from what I remember, the guy shapes shifts into this huge, like, three-eyed alien thing. Yeah. With like several arms, like this giant thing, like building sized, and they fool the guy. Their spaceships. April references. I remember this because they probably remember watching like a sci-fi movie. Like they they refer to those all the time when they're just on the couch watching old movies on TV. Right, right, right. So they fool the guy. I think to turn over because they have April captured. By the way, too. So. They're thwarted. I mean, it's Ninja Turtles. They're going to win. Yeah, pretty much. And (laughs) I mean, really to tie the episode up, too, is like essentially the guy just ran out of fuel. Like that's kind of the weird the weird plot plot hole, in my opinion, is that he said that his thing was broken. Right. His spaceship was broken. Then really, it turned out to just be that it needed fuel. And and that's kind of how they tied it up in a nice bow is like the fuel ended up, but what he called was like a foreign name, but it was really just pizza. So he threw in a bunch of pizza boxes into the fuel tank and took off, and that's really how the show ended, man. But mm-hmm. okay. It was a pretty good one. I liked I mean, it. It was, yeah. it was a unique one. It right? was entertaining. I liked it. I mean, I wanted to point out too through the episode. I mean, I think this was kind of frequent throughout the show, but there was. There was interesting. There was an interesting time where they actually got the wrong turtle in the wrong place. Like it was Raphael, 
the screen flips an angle, and all of a sudden it's Michelangelo, man. Well, it was Donatello, remember? Like, yeah, yeah, no, you're right, yeah, you're right. Donatello. It was originally Donatello. Originally, Donnie's yeah, like yeah. the main protagonist with the the lizard man with Elgi. Uh, they were sitting in a car. And basically, it was like they're talking one point, it flips to a different angle. Yep. Boom, it's the wrong turtle, Michelangelo. And then they flip it back real quick. And you're just like, what happened there? That yeah. wasn't all that uncommon. That actually happened all the time. I, <laughs> yeah, I remember in one of the season one episodes, there were like four rafts. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been you a get the voices mis- mixed up. They get the colors mixed up. You really? Just, you just roll with it. The voice. You know? <laughs> it's Ninja Turtles. I mean, we didn't complain. We loved it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that all you have on uh, Beyond the Yeah, Donatello that's all I really had to talk about okay. that one. Good so that was topic three. This is going to be number four. I actually got a good one here, I think. You've heard of LARPing, right? Live action role playing? Oh, yeah. Okay. I feel I did it before it had a term for it. Really? You yeah. you did it before you had a term for it, really? So Yeah, okay. well, I'll, I'll go into some All right, let's here. talk about this, man. I've never I, heard this story. I will say I called it dress up. Okay. <laughs> how, how old are we talking, though? How old are we talking? When I was, like, kindergarten, first grade. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. All right. I think that's a key difference, though, than LARPing, though, right? Because you got, like, grown adults doing that mostly. Well, right? I think anybody can do it. You oh, know? they can. Yeah. They I, can. It's just a, I think that's just a loose term for it nowadays, but we I just call it dress-up. I much preferred this to playing with the actual action figures and toys myself, honestly. I thought they, they the toys, of course, looked cool, and in retrospect, I really just should have kept them sealed. Right, right. Yeah, but you're I, a kid at, at that time, though. It's it's so difficult. I, I, I mean, like, it is. But I mean, I didn't really play with them all that much. I mean, I just more like admired looking at them, honestly. And they looked oh, a lot cooler you. sealed in box when you look back on it, you know. And you, of course, you lose the weapons and all the add-ons, you know, that came with them, you know, as a kid. Right. Over right. time, that gets kind of lost to the ages sometimes, you know. But I like doing that a lot more. I just like kind of just imagining like instead of like playing with the toys, like we are the turtles and we're going on an adventure. Right, right. I love that shit great. back then. Yeah, it was great so premise. fun. I actually even went up to the old Ben Franklin store in Antioch back in the day that was actually. Dude, they had a Ben Franklin? I didn't even know that. Dude, they had a Ben Franklin there, which was like the kind of the big one. It had fucking two floors. There what? was like a there was like the main floor on top, and they had like an arcade dude. on the bottom, which I'm gonna get. They in. had an arcade yes, and a Ben Franklin, dude. dude. They oh did, they did. And on that note, I got some. Uh, actually, back in the day, my uh, grand grandparents would would often take me to dinner when I was a, a little kid. Maybe when I was around the age of. Ninja Turtles being white hot like this 89 to 93 era we talked or 87 and well, I was probably too young. We'll say 89 to 93 about. Okay. They would take me to this place called the Squire in Antioch. You oh yeah, I might there. remember that. It's now a Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but a good tale on that. My grandpa would often call it Booter Table. <laughs> Booter Table. <laughs> there was like this uh I guess this Greek woman there who would say that, like, if you wanted a booth or a table, she'd say boot or table. <laughs> so that caught on. And, like, that's, I got you, dude. That eventually what it became known as amongst my family. 
booter table. They had a great candy and gum rack, and my grandma often bought me a 50-cent pack of watermelon bubble yum, <laughs> which I loved. It actually had the rind green with, like, the pink uh, watermelon. Oh, in, yeah, dude. It was great. That was, like, the golden age of gum, I'd say, the early 90s. Can't you get that now, too? I mean, they still got most of No, there's of it. so many discontinued flavors now, oh, though, really? that you can only get, like, in the day, though. Oh, know? I got you. So it's just, like, maybe I'm just overly nostalgic for it, though, for the time period. But I wanted to lead into your next topic here, Randall, because I mentioned the arcade at the bottom of the Ben Franklin we were talking about. There was also a smaller one, quick sidebar, over in Lindenhurst, which was... Also fun. They had some toys there, but the Antioch one. Was there a Ben Franklin's in Lindenhurst? Too? There was. It was just like a one floor one, though. Oh, they shit, actually man. even had a small video game rental section. Is that is that by the Eagle? Yeah, yeah the yeah. old Eagle over in the plaza was so wow. much cooler back then, for I sure. Got you, dude. Yes. I, I have, I mean, I have memories as a kid going there for groceries and still walking around that store. I, I remember that. Do man. you remember the old Eagle? Yeah. yeah, I was there for a while before. You know they, what was interesting? It. Was interesting is when I, when I moved to Dubuque, they actually had an Eagle. They had an Eagle there too, and I was like, "This is nuts!" Like I didn't even know they had these anymore, but there was an Eagle store. Wow, there. that's pretty cool. That was pretty I didn't sweet. think they had any more of those either. I liked Eagle though. Often got the fried chicken there as a kid. <laughs> I right, wanted. Man, should we kick off this uh, number five, man? I guess. Well, this I was is... no, I was gonna lead you into it though. Oh, okay. okay. Right, I have a good lead in for you to right. to get you into your topic here. I mentioned the arcade at the bottom. My my grandma would always take me down there, and she'd watch me play. Bless her heart, she would watch me play the Simpsons arcade game, which I loved back then. And I remember Fantastic. one time I actually beat the game. Dude, you beat it on the machine, dude? Beat it on the machine. I had like a handful of – I must have had like $5 and quarters in my pocket, though, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I was going to get through it. I still had $0.75 cents left over, though, so I must not have been that bad. I did beat it. I think there was like even a small crowd around it, too, which is always cool if you remember that. Do you remember like playing arcades at all, Rand? I know you're a little bit younger. No, but... I mean it was, it was I, I was old enough to at least remember it walking around like uh, all yeah. The time, there's dude. don't they have like Aladdin's Castle or something like that? Oh, I remember Aladdin's Castle. I don't yeah. I don't know if they still have that anymore. I mean, I they're they're, so. they're they're kind of few and there's like barcades I guess nowadays, which would be kind of cool to go to. They are fun. Yeah, I've been to. A I ha- actually haven't really, but that would be fun. But I wanted to lead you into that topic because I don't know if they did or not. We'll just say they did. They had the Turtles arcade game there. Or let's just say, do you remember playing the Turtles arcade game? Because that leads into your next topic, Randall, number five, which is what? Yeah, video games. Or, you oh, have to mention yeah. the video games, man. Yeah. I mean, such a such an iconic series, you know, for, for mainly Nintendo. I mean, you know, you had the original three one, you know, you had, all right, the first game, which, you know, everybody talks about as being, like, the hardest game of all time. I think I think me and Bob are both of the opinion that that's way overplayed I would say, right? if I could jump in here, yeah, the especially the water level 
is way overblown online. People act like it's the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> uh, absolutely. You hear that I mean, sometimes? it's early in the game. It's not that difficult. I mean, pretty much what you have to do is just dodge some some uh, electricity underwater, right? And well, if I may it. say, I was able to beat this in first grade. <laughs> What's so hard about it, guys? Yeah. Call him out, dude. It's about some time somebody said something, dude. Yeah. It was actually, I, I will say I never beat the game back in the day. I'm not, it wasn't that good. I did beat it later as an adult, but it is a hard game. There's this astronaut hallway you have to get through towards the end of the game. It's like this hallway of death. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are powerful. Yeah, you have to be careful. Yeah, I actually have not. I'll say this. I mean, I have not beaten the first one. Um, the only one I've probably beaten of all of them is the one that was just released on PS5. Great. That's a great one. And then um, actually number two, so actually the arcade game. The Nintendo game? I think that was made to kind of emulate the – maybe not. I mean, when did the actual arcade game come well, out? I think the arcade came out in 89. I actually wrote a review, which is probably a little controversial on GameFAQs. I actually gave Turtles 2 a 9 out of a 10, and my tagline was – as good or better than the arcade. Really, man. I think that's maybe a little looking Dude, back. Wasn't the arcade like SNES graphics, though, at the time? The our graphics were no, notably a lot better, but I loved how the NES game added additional levels, so they kind of extended the game a little bit. The big benefit, though, of the arcade was four turtles on the screen at once, and obviously the graphics were superior. Absolutely, man. But I stand by it. I got it. Dude, you. two you know, is a great I wrote, game. I wrote we the actually, words, so I got to stand by him. I mean, we got to say, me and Rob just both played through it. I mean, a, a few months holds, ago. Still holds up. No, no game over run here. Yep. You know, between the two of us, we no, took it down. One credit clear. One credit clear. Yeah, yeah. We, it was down to the wire. I mean, the the final boss of the second one is. Well, is, I'll admit, you know, I died. You were the sole survivor. I mean, I yeah. held it up. I with got my final life. Red man. Ray, yeah, usually doesn't get me. I mean, that's what happens, right? You get you get shocked into a little turtle, and you just lose the your life. Whole life, yeah. Wow. And can happen multiple times throughout the the fight, man. So you gotta be careful that Ray. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and then looking at three, I mean, another difficult one. Would you say that's the hardest out of the three of them, or is still one probably the hardest out of all? The out of the original three? three, obviously, I go one. One yeah. for, sure. Mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, two two takes a little bit to get used to, but if you know, you can grind it out. It's not too bad. No, no, not at all. <laughs> And then, I mean, talking about four, I mean, on Super Nintendo, Did you man. you play that one, Turtles Absolutely, in Time? Absolutely, dude. Turtles in Time's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, better graphics. Uh, just, I mean, great level design. I mean, you, you just an absolute classic. One of the best uh, street brawlers of all time, obviously. Turtles in Time holds up for sure. A lot of people have differing opinions on arcade or SNES. Notably, there's four-player on the arcade, which is a huge boon. The art, the graphics to me are pretty close, though. Honestly, from the two, I it, mean, both of them are pretty. It is a phenomenal port. I had a, f- a few more things to say on the video games here. We should go a little bit into this. Yeah, for sure, man. Me and my friend Chris. By the way, this is K R I S. I have a C A C H R I S Chris friend too, but I've kind of lost touch with the K R I S friend. <laughs> though he used to be my fir- my best friend. 
I was actually, I, I think I was upset about something in, in preschool and I was crying about something and the teacher placed me next to him. We became fast friends. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. I man. got this kid into Ninja Turtles. It was like a virus back then. Like one kid heard about it and he got like super into it. He was like playing with them way longer than I was even and getting like the new figures. So it was cool like seeing all the figures. He had like a massive toy collection. But I was playing with him back in the day. We got to hang out. His Actually, the sad thing is, what probably why we lost touch was, and I don't know if some of you out there probably can relate to this, when you're like a young kid, one of your friends moves away, you kind of lose touch, you know? It's and almost it, impossible to stay in touch from it really back, is. back in that even, day and age, you know? Even if they're just like an hour or so away, you know? Oh, they're for totally sure. different actually moved up to wisconsin so i think i went to like one more of his birthday parties like in fourth grade up there and i really wasn't really that wasn't really friend like friends with him after that it's kind of sad yeah it just yeah. happens i mean i think that yeah, happens we, to everybody we were like yeah really fast friends we got along so well we were all into the same things like toys video games Played actually, he was really into Darkwing Duck. I remember he had the Nintendo game. We played that back then, like a later release NES title. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I wanted to say that because we were at Kristoff's actually in about I think this was like ninety two, ninety three era. And it's still around today. It still dude. is. That, to I have to day. say that about Kristoff's. It it's, it's held its stood uh, the test of time. Absolutely. You gotta. We we saw the they actually had the game there, uh, Turtles in Time Arcade. Really, my mom actually let us play because we were on our way out. We were, it was a ball. Of course, it's always fun just playing the arcades as a kid, like anywhere. So we were just about finished. We were on our way out. We noticed we hadn't noticed the machine to this point, and mom gave us each a quarter. We got to play a round of it. It was great. I remember we were actually in the sewer level, like surfing. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. 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 Sewer surfing. Classic level. Go figure. Sewer surfing was the name of the level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we played the game, and we were we were at the, the part where Shredder says, my patience is wearing thin, and I obviously didn't bother reading the text, and I just, like, joked with Chris, oh, yeah, all he said was, I am getting very mad. <laughs> but Chris actually bothered to read the text. No, he said, my patience is wearing thin. And he actually did. So give you credit, Chris, if you're out there we're listening. <laughs> like 30 years later. <laughs> 30, dude. Isn't that crazy? That is nuts, man. Time, dude. It's something. Oh, one more thing, too, with Chris. We, we actually rented the other Turtles because he had a Genesis, too. And we rented Hyperstone Heist oh, from... Oh, dude, I've always wanted to from play From Family that. Video, and we played two-player in that. Is it like another port, or is it like a completely different game? It's a completely different game. Wow, Yeah, man. but with Genesis graphics. So it was fun. We got to Super Shredder, but it was just me left with one drop of health. I put up a valiant fight. I feel like I got like maybe 10 hits on him or so, but oh, then okay. he killed me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have much of a chance, though. Right, right. But it was a valiant effort. I, that was a harder, I think that was harder than Turtles in Time, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. 
Though I don't have much to go off. That's the only time I really. I don't played think it, Turtles Four is that difficult. No, it's really not. I mean, would you say two is harder than than four is, or about? Uh I think that's just kind of apples and oranges to me, splitting hairs. Oh, so I think pretty they're about, close. They're about the same. Gotcha. I'm not gotcha. gonna say one's that harder than the other. Hard mode on four, we'll say that's a little harder than two. Gotcha. 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 Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's video games. Did you have any more to add? I know they put out a newer arcade. I haven't played it yet based on like the new rendition of the series, but I mean it's it's seldom like seen. Like the, Nic- I mean, the you... Nickelodeon version. I, I haven't watched that at all though. It's kinda I'm I'm into the eighty seven old school. I mean the the new the new uh the new one that came out for like PS five and all the consoles is pretty good. You I mean you played through that, right? With our buddy Kyle. Oh, yeah, yeah, good call. The uh, PS5 one that kind of had all the uh, backlog. The, on that note, yeah, I did have a couple of the... I had the first two Game Boy g- games as a kid, too. Back in the day, I think there was... Fall of the Foot Clan was the first one, and Back from the Sewers was the second one, and I didn't play the third one, but it was called Radical Rescue. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, for the Game Boy. Those were fun, too, though. Don't don't overlook those two, Randall. Dude, there's a, I mean, talk about a system with heart, the Game Boy. Absolutely, man. Dude, loved the Game Boy. I played the shit out of that back as a uh, as a kid. I I I was more about gameplay than graphics too, so I didn't really, I wasn't bothered by like kind of the monochrome like, green screen. Really, it worked for me. It was all right. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. All right, should we go to the next topic? Yeah, man? final topic here tonight is actually going to be the comic book series because that's kind of where it all began. Yeah. So I feel like we owe it to our Do you know when they were originally released? Yeah. It came out created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. They created the series back in 1984. Was this was this basically their one hit, or did they have other hits, do you know, for comic books? I don't really know, honestly, beyond the Ninja Turtles. But yeah, that would be there. a look up for sure. That's a look up if you're interested. I know there was. I don't know anything about it. And I don't even know if this was related to Eastman and Laird, but I remember there was also a series called like Savage Dragon or something. <laughs> okay. So, since you asked, I'll throw that out there if anyone wants to look that up. But I don't really know. But interesting side story about the two the pair of uh, creators here, and I found out about this through the Netflix show. the The story goes after the flop nineteen ninety six show where they tried to reboot the series. It was Ninja Turtles: The Next Mutation. They tried to bring in a female turtle. It went over. Oh man! Dude, like I... a plate full of piss. Oh, I. <laughs> Dude, a female turtle back. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, no, nobody was having it. They wanted the original. Was it a four. love interest too? Do you know? I don't know. I maybe it had watched to be like rough, maybe dude. the first one. I remember my friend Anthony back in the day. He he told me he watched it maybe a couple more times after that, and he said like Shredder wasn't even the bad guy. Oh, dude, absolute. I, I think I maybe straight watched, garbage, dude. <laughs> all I remember was I, I think I remember when it premiered, and I watched like the first five minutes. I'm like, just, just couldn't take this it. Sucks. Just, so just I think trash, I changed, I changed the channel. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what happened was Eastman 
after that flop, he sold his rights to the show to Laird, with Laird later selling the IP to the Viacom Media conglomerate for 60 fucking million dollars. Jesus, dude. (laughs) dude. 60 mil? Holy smokes. Yes. Yes, man. Pretty much could just straight retire at that point. Like, no (laughs) questions asked, dude. They did retain the rights, though, to part of the contract stipulations was they could still make new comic books based on the series. Oh, that's cool. That's, so they still have they the rights. They still make money, too. They can too. still make, yeah, sure. Absolutely. They can still make wow. money. They can still, because that was their roots. They were artists, you know. Dude, but 60 it's, mil, dude, that's, oh, wow. Yeah, it was interesting. Unbelievable. They, I, again, going back to that Netflix show, it's really cool how they, they show how they created it. They show they just were trying to entertain each other by drawing, like, some wacky characters, and they ended up showing them, like, the crude original drawings of them, which are probably worth a fortune now. Oh, they have to be. Like, the first, like, concept art. Like, the artist proofs <laughs> Yeah, they have stuff, those, like... and I think they had, like, a drawing of, like, a an earlier, like, Fugitoid, if you remember that character was on there. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, one more thing here on the comic book series. I will highly recommend this one. Just came out within the last two or three years now or so. The Last Ronin. And I'm going to state here, quick alert to anybody who cares about spoilers. We'll take a quick three-second pause. (laughs) All right, we're back. All right, so what happens in this one, Michelangelo is considered, the he's the sole surviving turtle. The other three have been killed at this point. Wow, really? It's like a kind of like a dystopian future. Wow. He eventually does avenge them, but I believe he himself does die in the process too, and he's reunited with his lost brothers in the end, and he actually trains... This is kind of a cool subplot too. He trains Casey Jones' daughter because, actually, sadly, Casey also dies in the war with the Foot Clan they're having during like the future. Wow, really? It's like a futuristic take on kind of how the Ninja Turtles ends. It's really cool. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Recommend it. Hopefully I didn't spoil it for you, or <laughs> though I did. <laughs> All right. On that note, this has been the Blast from the Past cast episode four. This is Rob. This is Randall. We'll see you next time. All right. Let's close it. Thanks. Thanks, guys.